from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovias. Joe Ovias. Did I mess up my own name? Messed up my own name. I can go check the tape. I blame the glizzy. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, before I promote the YouTube page, I'm I'm glad that Giglio brought that up because, boy, am I stopped up right now. (laughs) So... (laughs) But, doctor, (laughs) I didn't know. All right, so we're trying to get to 3,000 subscribers. We're trying to get to 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, If you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Do it. We need for you to manipulate the algorithm in our favor. And in order to do that, you got to sub to our YouTube YouTube page, 99.9 The Fan Raleigh. I promise to release the footage of me consuming the forbidden glizzy. It's a food hack at Costco. For six bucks total, you get a soda with a refill, a hot dog, and a chicken bake. And you stick the hot dog inside the chicken bake. It's sexy. So Go on. I ate the whole thing, and Video Joe captured it, and we will release the footage. When we only. Get to, only. Only when we get to 3,000 subscribers. So we're about 450 off right now. So when we get to 3,000, I'll release a YouTube short of me having a fun time with the Forbidden Glizzy. All right. What segment are you just randomly going to get up and leave during the middle of the day? I, I told you, I'm stopped up right now. I it had the right oppo- now it had the opposite effect. So I need to flush my system. I'm definitely drinking not water. getting cheated when you get no dude. a hot dog from Costco. Speaking of cheated, refs cheated the wolf back again, Joe. Bert Smith. Let's talk about the games last night before we talk about officiating, shall we? Going to do my best to not talk about officiating really no 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 we'll talk about officiating in the next segment let's talk about what we saw last night and what it means okay okay isn't last night just one of those nights where uh you can't account for the fact that two dudes who never hit threes for syracuse actually hit clutch threes late in the game or is it mints yeah two to mints who, who's to like the nine. point where dan bonner's like he's shooting 20 percent in acc play <laughs> and west was, <laughs> was just shaking his head and then you got jesse uh, edwards you got jesse edwards who hasn't made a three all season mm. all season it's mid-february and i hope he doesn't shoot another one because how would you not want to be just one for one right thousand percent career leader yeah, yeah i'm good to go shout out to my guy paul campion he's in the same boat i think he's like 100 percent shooting threes at nc state anyway those guys made threes i mean i don't want to oversimplify it but a couple guys who don't make threes them's the breaks and look there was was there a questionable call with dj burns down the stretch where they're rewarding the defender with all these things, even when they're inside the restricted circle. I know Dan Bonner was going on and on last night about it's about the secondary guy and everything else, but we we tend to reward the other team when they just get in the way. That's not really playing defense. They're just getting in the way. But there's a deeper conversation about officiating that I want to get to. The real question, the only thing that ultimately matters from last night is what does it mean for the Wolfpack, right? I think most people are conditioned to be freaked out about the NC State NCAA tournament bubble. Uh, under Mark Godfrey, they lived that life. 
they were a little bit of a darling on Selection Sunday because they were literally the last team announced, and that kind of became their identity. Um, with NC State under Kevin Keats, there was the very infamous bad out-of-conference scheduling. and we Worst. Worst. And we beat Auburn. That didn't, that didn't pan out for the Wolfpack. Right, so so I, I see why people are freaked about a loss on the road to Syracuse and what that means. Assuming we're not going to talk about blocks and charges. We will, just not in this segment. The big thing from last night for NC State was Jack Clark's return. Mm -hmm. 31 minutes, scored 15 points, had nine rebounds. Gave him another dimension that I think had been missing even while they've been running hot. Because, you know, when Casey Marcel hits those threes, you're like, ooh, that's kind of dangerous when you add that with Jarkel Joyner and Terquavion Smith. Mm -hmm. Now you throw Jack Clark in there along with what DJ Burns has been able to kind of establish in Clark's absence. And, you know, that's that's a team that can make a run. Yeah, yeah. So your point, though, you have to get there. They have four games left, in my opinion, those four games. They go two and two in those games. If you're NC State, you'd prefer to beat Clemson and North Carolina because that would be paying back the, the two losses that you already have. The other games are Wake and Duke. They already have wins over Wake and Duke. But I say you go two and two, get to Greensboro, win a game, you're in. Simple as that. That's the easiest, most direct path. To Duke last night, Cameron Indoor Stadium. Interesting interesting events unfolding from the fact that uh, Duke continues to find themselves in close games. And it seems, not to oversimplify, the close games go in their favor at home, not so much on the road. And Kyle Filipowski continues to get hit in the throat. Dude, dude's gone through some physical things this year. And this is yet another example where Gilio has some sort of idea, executes said idea, and then not too long after that, somebody else does a similar idea and everybody loses their minds like, isn't this super clever? So Mike Bray, Notre Dame head coach, is in the building. He's leaving Notre Dame after the season. And former Duke assistant. He's, he's a former Duke assistant before he took the Delaware job. And there's Mike Krzyzewski. He makes his return to Cameron Indoor Stadium for the first time since the last game there. We all know how that unfolded. Unacceptable. And he presents Mike Bray, his guy, with this I'm going to imagine it's a really bottle. nice bottle of wine. Yeah, it's much better than the Jameson Black. <laughs> I think <laughs> but for, for us, it was, the, it was the thought that counted. Yeah. They give they give Mike Bray this Duke-Notre Dame hybrid wine bottle that looked really, really lovely. And Mike Krzyzewski's there, and everybody's making a big deal out of it. Although I do wonder, was that his Valentine's Day gift or Mickey's Valentine's Day gift? Oh, getting to go to the game? Getting to go to the game for the first time. And did it, did like people lose their mind? Was it like the Beatles? Like, no, he went to the game. I'm sure he received great rounds of applause. Sure. I'm sure people came up and said thanks, and great to see you. They got to find a better. Last year when I was talking to some people around Duke, and I asked, like, hey, you know, what's the possibility of Shashevsky hanging around Cameron Indoor like Roy does at the Smith Center? And the the typical refrain was, where is he going to sit? Well, that was their overreaction. That's what I'm getting to. But like, he wasn't mobbed. People no, weren't no. tearing at his clothing last that's night. Not, that's not what it was about. He was about. able to watch the game. No, that's not what it was about. That's not a good seat. I couldn't see. No, that's a bad seat. 
because you got the freaking drummer behind you. You got people coming in and out of the tunnel all oh, the time. That, well, that was where he he did get a nice. He does have a nice exit point though, back to the sure, locker okay, room sure. where he wants to be. Sure, I guess if he wants to go back to Safety the locker room, right? But I don't know about you, dude. I don't want. It's like I don't want the band behind me. No, no, no. I don't no. want a trumpet blaring in my ear the entire you, you, time. You don't. But he's an army man, and he was thinking of the exit <laughs> route. I'm telling you, that's exactly what he was thinking about. Always planning ahead. If something happens, what's the quickest? Way? We've got a way out. <laughs> he knows. That's that's what. Good for I'd, him, man. Go to the games. You know, it's funny. Enjoy I, yourself. Enjoy I, the program that you build. It's such a great program. My kids always ask me how I know where the bathroom is in every restaurant, and I explain that very thing to yep. them. Yep. You need an exit. You plan. don't even go to West Point, right? I, but I just I got to make sure I know where the bathroom is. I think at you all had times. a semester or two in engineering, though, uh, yeah, at state. Yeah, yeah, that also works too. Now, as far as um, as far as you know, Duke and the win, you know, a couple big shots down the stretch, and and that's fine. But again, Duke. For Duke, as as much as I've tried to contextualize Duke's season, they're a good team. They're not, you know, a, a team that I expect to make a, a long run. The reason why is that I haven't seen the consistency of them being able to pull it out on the road. I have not seen a consistency of them being able to uh, power through a hostile environment or their margin for error being so thin that it really can be decided by a final play of a game uh, or a road environment where everybody's hyped up and they and they and they pounce they have played better on the road recently they have you you see you go back to the virginia tech game the original throat celebration punch whatever you want to call it the virginia overtime game where the free throws are not awarded so they in the clemson game they've all there were all losses but they Mm. were competitive the only game they weren't was miami and you know my opinion of miami they're the best team in the acc when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So in the last segment, we talked about the actual basketball games that took place last night, the actual stuff on the court, implications for NC State. Hey, Coach K back there, you know, Duke ends up getting the win over Notre Dame. But unfortunately, the story on social media when talking about ACC basketball, not just last night, but for multiple nights over multiple weeks has been officiating. You can go back to NC State's trip to Chapel Hill where people were upset about the free throw disparity. You can go back to the Duke-Carolina game at Cameron Indoor, where Hubert Davis was not happy with the fact they only got to the line three times. Duke, arguably, has lost two games on the road because of non-calls or calls that were oddly explained in a statement by the ACC, (laughs) like what happened against Virginia. I illustrate this, that what we're talking about here is not specific to a particular team, that this is something that has boiled over when talking about ACC basketball. I'm at the point where it is what it is, and until college coaches and ADs and the commissioner want to really do something about it, fans should just probably get used to having to overcome some wonkiness in officiating. And there's ex- there's reasons why the officiating is what it is, which we can get to in a second. But last night, specific to the issue, last night, 
in Syracuse. There were some curious calls that went against NC State. Kevin Keats was not happy about this, especially the one against DJ Burns where they called him for a charge late in the game. And here's Keats on whether or not he felt the calls didn't go their way late. It's very disappointing. Um, you know, I, I felt like not, we nothing went our way at the end, and our guys fought their butts off to get back to the lead and actually did a great job. And then I thought we had five calls that kind of went against us. And uh, that's just not – it shouldn't happen that way. That's Keats on the post game on the Wolfpack Radio Network, and he went on to talk about the actual final possession and how they shouldn't have been in that situation late. Well, I thought we got a great look. You know, I just didn't think that we should have ever been in that position. I thought we got a good, um, I thought we got a good stop. I thought EB had his hands back, and and obviously I thought we had a stop, and we were able to get the ball back. And then obviously, you know, we got a foul called on us, and it's tough to overcome, especially when you think you play really solid defense. Just not, just not happy with that at all. Not happy with that at all. Kevin Keats looked like he had an exchange with Jim Beheim, Syracuse's head coach, at the end of that game in the postgame handshake. Not that it was a. a malicious it was probably like a hey man can you believe these guys and Jim Beham was like yeah man I got screwed too some old big east brotherhood there yes you know yes indeed uh, Kevin still is friends with Rick Patino mm-hmm. and Patino and Beheim, some legendary clashes there in Louisville and Syracuse when they were in the big east together so no there was no animosity no, there but no I, I don't blame Kevin listen <clears throat> I know you want to bootstrap energy me here I, you've been on this kick lately I've just played through it it's okay um, there's 49 seconds left in the game. DJ Burns was, when he was able to be on the floor last night, he was effective. Yeah. And on the previous possession, yeah. he scores, he gets an and one. Now you're down one. You get the ball inside to your guy. He's being guarded by Jesse Edwards. Jesse Edwards is 6'11", 230. Mm-hmm. I get there's a weight discrepancy there. As a straight up flop. That's all it was. There were a couple flops It last was a night. pure flop joe gerard was atrocious and for the referees to award edwards for flopping is what needs to be fixed with college basketball Mm -hmm. that's the part of college basketball take the timing take the score out take all of it out you're a grown-ass man amongst the league leaders in rebounds and block shots Mm -hmm. you're 6 11 play defense attempt to block the shot to be Herm Edwards, be a man, put your name on it. Yeah. Okay? You don't need to flop like a baby. You don't need to flop like you're in fifth grade. You don't need to flop like this is Hoosiers and you're playing the the city team and you're not good enough to compete. You're good enough to compete. You didn't. You flopped. You fell. It's a garbage play. They need to get rid of it. Well, they're trying to. That's the Not funny hard part. enough. Well, Not hard okay. enough. So you and I were talking about this. Because it doesn't happen in the NBA. See, they don't I, reward it in the NBA, so were, it's yeah. it's it's effectively out of the NBA game. Right. You and I were talking about this before the show today, and you're like, and we were watching NBA highlights, and you're like, you notice how this stuff doesn't play out in the NBA. Well, there's only 32 teams in the NBA. That's a great point. And there are 300-some-odd teams in NCAA basketball. And that's ultimately the problem and why it's not bootstraps energy that you're trying to make fun of me on. It's no, you, you've been on this big kick, though, lately. Well, and I get it. You're tired. I mean, li- listen, you have radio scars. You have more radio scars than I do. So there's been a lot the, of there's been a lot of day afters where you've had to, had to talk sure, about sure, fishing. Sure, sure, so sure, I sure. get that part so, of it. But my point is, if you truly wanted to improve the game, which they, they should, they've tried to. But you know why it comes back to rewarding guys who flop? Why they Honestly, reward I don't dudes for just getting in the way? 
when you're dealing with 300-some-odd basketball teams, those that are not as skilled as a Power 5 team, and even those within Power 5 conferences, the discrepancy between a Duke and a Carolina and a Georgia Tech, who is essentially playing free basketball these days, that you have to find ways to even it up. And the best way to do it is to get in the way, to put teams in foul trouble, to muck up the lane, if you will, and neutralize it the best way you can. And if, if he it's was, such a if huge... he was barreling down no, the lane, I, I would you. say to you, you know what? That's an acceptable basketball play. He was not. He was backing him down in the post. This wasn't somebody driving yeah. and you saying, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tough enough to stand in the way and take this charge. No, man, it's not basketball. But here here's where we're at though. And and you talk about the radio scars. And you and you're right. I'm I'm very much tired of the immediate thing that people want to go to after a close loss being, oh my goodness, the officials were out to get us. And shout out to Scott, one of our listeners who invoked the Calvin and Hobbes Calvin ball take, okay, where what happens after a game is the big talking point is, why isn't it ever unfair in my favor? Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Why is it that my team isn't the one that benefits from bad officiating? Right. Because when I point out that officiating is bad for everybody and there's the put on your bootstraps and play through it, which is what I'm trying – like, it's, do you think it's just for you? It sucks for everybody, okay? You think it's just the ACC? It sucks everywhere. So, essentially what but it comes down to – the same guys working those other big Power 5 conferences. Are you familiar with that tourist trap, Dick's Last Resort? They're usually in, like, beach towns. You familiar with that place? No. So Dick's Last Resort, the whole shtick about it is the servers are rude to you. Okay. Okay. So this would be the equivalent of you go to Dick's Last Resort, the servers do exactly what you expect them to do, and you're like, I can't believe they're so rude to me, and you leave a negative review. I'm shocked there's gambling in this right. establishment. But that's what, that's, that's what it is now. It's like if everybody, if everybody agrees that officiating sucks, well, then why do you think at one point it's not going to suck? Which gets to... My larger point, and why I'm usually over this entire topic. And it gets down to the good old American capitalistic idea of good enough. All right? We talk about money all the time in, 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 in college sports, right? How much money's coming in, all TV minutes coming in, right? How much money ESPN makes. And everybody gets all up in arms and clutches pearls because, oh, I can't believe the players might be making some money because of name, image, and likeness. You know what actually affects the enjoyment of a basketball game? Not if Armando Baycott's getting some cash. Not if, uh, was it, the Nigel Pack is getting $800,000 or whatever it is that he's rumored to be getting, yada, 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 or Jim Beheim going, I can't believe they bought a team. Fans 
given the choice, what actually negatively impacts your enjoyment of college athletics? What do you think it actually is? Is it that some player might be making some money, or is it that the officials night in, night out are bad? What do you think trying, actually trying to do too much? And that's the other, and that's the thing. Don't you think it would be better served to consolidate officiating crews? What put them together like NFL crews are put together? They work more consistently together. They're not working every damn night over multiple conferences, multiple days, multiple weeks, so that the crew that you get last night at Syracuse have been working some other job across halfway across the country, a 9 o'clock game, get on a plane, get there, get ready for the next game. All right, done here, get on a plane. I mean, at some point, you're not going to have some good nights because you're working your fifth night in five different cities with some late-night travel. So you see... That's the real conversation about officiating nobody wants to have. You want officiating to be better? Invest in it. Unfortunately, we deal with good enough. And good enough permeates all throughout college athletics right now. All of it. Right down to the networks you're watching these games on. If you haven't noticed, the ACC network started off with grand visions. They haven't really hit a lot of those grand visions. In fact, they've cut corners a lot. The broadcast video isn't as good as it could be they do a lot of remote broadcasts this is not just specific to the acc network this is the espn in general because they cut corners on college basketball so if you're cutting corners on the product and people are still watching it good enough becomes the norm and then they find new ways to cut corners just to see how far they can push what good enough is and why you'll still watch and the good enough applies to officiating as well is anybody not going to go sunday to pnc arena for the nc state north carolina going the North Carolina game, knowing full damn well that the officiating is going to suck. Is anybody going to not go? No, not if they have a ticket. Then what's the incentive to change? At some point, the coaches and the administrators, and to a certain extent fans, have to apply pressure to a conference to get officiating at a better place. But there's no incentive to invest because good enough has been the norm now. You want me to really invoke a bootstraps energy? Let's make Debbie Yao the commissioner of the ACC, and we'll see if the status quo is good enough. You you don't think she'd try to find a better way to get officiating? Don't you think, given her experience at NC State? But Jim Phillips, he can send letters. The commissioner can send letters to the to the to the coaches saying, "Hey, hey, guys, don't talk bad about officiating." No, no, point it out, point it out, because in no way, shape, or form is it going to get better. And we talk about Jim Phillips really changing the game in college athletics for the ACC. What's your idea? Basically say what? Professionalize it. We're the Give first the conference to do what? Give contracts. You know how Jim Phillips can make the ACC a better product too? Well, take an idea I had 15 years and ago. And that would be? Make them officials full-time yes. and make them your employees. You got the money. You don't need to go work in the Big South no. tomorrow night. You got the money. So invest or this is what you get. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big. 